that's an act of service going on Google, trying to find some documentary about lobotomies in the 21st century and sending it to me. That's an act of service. Thank you. Hi there. Welcome to our brand new podcast, Mess and the City, where you can hear us rant and rave about life in our 20s. My name is Veronica. And my name is Nahavi. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And um, yeah, Veronica, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. I watched like, I've been rewatching the Hunger Games series because of the movie that's come out. It's a lot, honestly, but I love it. I love the lore. Okay, well now I want to know, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I feel like today is like, the first official day where I'm giving into my seasonal depression like it's so cold outside it's dark it's just not the weather is not giving it's not giving no matter what I do it's just not giving I'm like constantly like my nose is stuffed like it's just it's just not for me so I need it to be March 21st right now um so we can hop into the new season already because I it's not working for me but you know enough about me and the weather what do you want to talk about today Ooh, I'm very excited to talk about our topic which mm-hmm. is love languages okay and, yeah and I feel like love languages in the way that we know them contemporarily are like they're very interesting because they all come from like a book really yeah I never knew that it was like one person who made this up and now we're all talking about it well that's yeah, he... how it works but <laughs> okay so the author is Gary Chapman mm-hmm. and I want you to know I never read the book I've read a lot of synopsis of the book I've read a lot of analysis and also when I was like in super religious school, they had so many books that had to do with like love and gender roles and like how to treat your partner and things like that, which were like, in theory, it sounds very nice, but also they were like preparing us to get married at like 19. So we all, <laughs> so like, <laughs> so, so it wasn't that nice. But before I start off, I just want to say what these five languages, love languages are. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard about them. Or what what do you know about the love languages? I know I know there are five. I think one is acts of service. The other one was words of affirmation. That's where I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know the other three. So the five love languages are, and you're right about them. They are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts quality time and physical touch. Mm, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The really interesting thing about all of this stuff is that it really challenged couples and just people who are just in any kind of relationship, mm-hmm. friendships or like any anything to really look at the way that they like to receive love and also how their uh, other people in their lives like to receive love. Yes, because that's where I always get it confused because I have this thing where people always ask me 
what my love language is and I have a hard time trying to figure that out I think I'm getting close to understanding what my love language is but then I'm always thinking so this is my love language but what if you are in a relationship whether it's romantic romantically or platonic and you are like you're using your love language to relate to them but it might not be the way they want to receive love that's where I always get stuck because I'm like now I'm confused because I automatically think oh if this is what I like the person I'm surrounding my the people I'm surrounding myself with are probably gonna like the same thing right so that's why I always that's when I'm like I get confused yeah because it it is really it, it's really difficult to look at yourself and look at other people and see that like everyone has different kinds of love languages mm-hmm. and see, like what is the best way that you love to show love but also other people like may to have receive to love Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and i just want to know because suddenly this has become like it's a question on hinge like what is your love language like it is it is a thing it is widely known and if, and if anyone is even just a little bit curious like just google it it's really fun mm-hmm. um but this has become such uh i guess i wouldn't say global phenomenon but it's like very big among like western worlds and stuff like that i was gonna say in the west is probably worth because i can I cannot imagine Caribbean people asking each other, what's your love language? I don't see <laughs> I don't want to be stereotypical stereotypical. I'm not saying that Caribbean people or South American people or just Surinamese people don't care about love, but I just I mm. I think if you think about it within that lens, because I think about like, well, my family's from a small pueblo in Veracruz, Mexico. And when you think about love languages and stuff like that, or it's not really something they've thought too much about, or mm-hmm. like it's not a thing that comes up in conversations when they talk about their relationships. Mm-hmm. It, it, constantly comes back to the this idea of like well my husband takes care of us so mm-hmm. that's kind of like acts of service and the women also do acts of service so everyone's yeah. just doing service for each other I think I think I was about to say the same thing when I do think about my family and Surinamese people I do feel like our love language is probably acts of service because when I think about you easily take like family members in like you take your grandchildren and you help raise them you know you're always yeah you're kind of always making sure you're help carry the load like when you see your family members or friends go through something you always try to do what you feel like would make life easier for them. So I think in my culture, probably it wouldn't be valued as much as acts of service if you would just be giving words of affirmation. I, th- I think we would just all look at you like, okay, thank you for saying you love me, but um, what does that actually cook, mean? You know, what are we eating tonight? <laughs> what are we eating? How are you going to keep our stomachs full? Explain that. Explain that part. So I think like automatically for me, or maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but it if you would ask me what my love language is, it's acts of service. Like I, obviously everyone wants to get a hug sometimes or wants to hear like you, that you love me and that you care, but nothing beats an act of service. It's it's there. It's comforting. It's also like it's action and not words. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you have to say like your top two though. So it's acts of service is like number one. Mm-hmm. So it was acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, and what's the other one? Receiving gifts and physical touch. I think it would be quality time. I like being around people that I care for 
uh, like talking to even if it's just a phone call like we usually do or like um, zoom or facetime i really value those things so if i am in a friendship or in a relationship any kind of relationship where quality time isn't valued as well it just feels like i don't know it feels weird to me like why are we not talking to each other and not seeing each other you know what i mean tell me what are your love languages like your top two okay i think my top two are very much tied because it's very hard for me to like think one is above the other and it is definitely words of affirmation and receiving gifts i love those two things so much And I am also like, I love talking on the phone. Like I'm a big talker. I love listening to people's voices. Like it's a very big thing of comfort for me. Also because growing up, like my mom was always on the phone. Like (laughs) constantly, constantly. And then I picked up that habit of loving being on the phone. And it also has to do with the fact that like, you know, my mom, she had so many like family and friends living in like different parts of the country. And also a lot of them like being back in Mexico, like she just wanted to keep in contact. And that was just something she loved to do, which is just like talking to them as much as possible. I just also, I I love, I love gifts. I think gifts are wonderful. I'm like, you thought about me and it's never like a big thing. It's always like, oh, you got me a cookie. And cause you thought about me. I, it like, it makes, it just makes my whole life. You know, I'm just Aww, like, that's so cute. But you know what? Because you're saying, so your first one was words of affirmation. So that's for you calling on the phone. Yeah. See, but that's, I'm saying me calling on the phone and seeing people calling calling on the phone is that even whatever (laughs) you know what I mean um for me I would say that's quality time so see where it gets it gets tricky because to you that's word of affirmation to me that's quality time that's why I'm always confused when people are talking about love languages because we're talking about the same thing we're just giving it a different name exactly and that's one of the things that like a lot of people are just like oh the five love languages they are simply just a start into like better creating healthy relationships with the people around you Mm -hmm. we get into things like this where I'm like my phone calls those are words of affirmations y'all are telling me oh you're a great friend or hey I really appreciated this or something like that like I'm loving all of that kind of love coming Mm -hmm. but that's also tied to like quality time and I think a lot of people think that like quality time is also physically being near each other Mm -hmm. it's actually very funny because I have a I had a roommate very very good friend of mine and we like lived together for like many years especially during the pandemic we were like only seeing each other for like months on end right Mm -hmm. and so like her main love language is quality time so we would just be near each other and we wouldn't even have to talk to each other but she would like feel great afterwards and she would like come to my door and knock on it and then just be like hey and then like can can we hang out and then she would just like sit down on my bed and we were both be on our phones and we won't even be talking to each other but like <laughs> made her feel happy and on my side of that I would just be like hey do you love me and then she'd be like yeah and I'm like hee hee and then I'll just leave the- <laughs> <laughs> like there's just little things like that that are just they're nice 
Yes, but also what I picked up on, you were saying like your love language is receiving gifts. So that's one of the love, love languages as well, right? Receiving gifts. But yes. you are like a super gift giver. Yes, I love giving gifts so, so much. Again, this is where I get confused because or is your love language how you want to love other people regardless of how they would like to receive love? Is your love language also how you want to relate to other people? Because I know for me, because I love acts of service, I will always try to help someone out. It's like, oh, can I help you read your article? Can I help you do your homework? Can I help you clean your place? Can I help you bring some stuff to the library because you don't have time? You know what I mean? Because now that's what I do. And I feel like when I'm doing this for you, you should understand that I love you. And then when people ask me for a different, like ask me to behave differently, I get confused because I'm like, what do you mean there's another love language? No, this is the love language. <laughs> is the love language. Do not ask me to call you and tell you whatever it is that the other love languages are. What's the other one? You, I, I keep, this is how the way you love to be loved, acts of service. Like you will do that to other people, but those other people will be like, give me a hug. <laughs> you know, like they'll be like, physical touch, please. Can we do that? And, and I think it's a matter of being aware of those things. And then also going out of your way to make sure that you're accommodating for their love languages too. Because honestly, I love giving gifts. It is like literally one of my favorite things is to like go to a store and buy something and wrap it up and be like, I like got this for you and all of this stuff, all of this stuff. And there are so many people who hate getting gifts they are giving gifts no getting them yeah like I'm not horrified of like getting a gift but like the times where you have given me a gift I truly appreciated you giving me the gift but in the back of my mind I was like damn I don't have a gift for you friend I don't have a gift for you but I feel like every time you would ask me to help you out with something, I would do it because that's, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, oh, you want me to help you out with this? Of course, I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm ready whenever you are to help out. But it's just like, what if a person doesn't see me helping out as something valuable because that's not their love language? That's where I get super insecure. And you see, that's where it comes to this next topic, which is communication, because you have to tell people these things. Which... Wow, we're getting really deep right here. We really are. Oh my, oh my God. God. This is not girly <laughs> pop. This is not girl fun. This is not soft life. But okay, go ahead. Communication. <laughs> <laughs> But something that I found really interesting is a post I saw on TikTok, and I wish I could remember who made it. Mm -hmm. um, I will put it, I'll put a link somewhere. But it was this creator and she was just mentioning, she was just like, I realized in a lot of like heterosexual like relationships, a lot of the love languages fall within like women wanting more access service and men like wanting physical touch. And it's almost consistently things like that when it comes down to like people in straight relationships. And she was just like, you know, I almost always like date women now but now when I date women and we talk about love languages it's almost never like really acts of service it's all these other things it kind of like 
put in my head like this idea that it makes sense why and I can only speak in like from my experience of knowing like women in straight relationships where they're like oh yeah access service is my favorite thing so that's why I want like my man to like do the dishes take out the trash you know sort of help out with the housework mm-hmm. that's already being like met mm. like it sounds like oh it kind of sounds like you just want him to do a better job at being a roommate you know in a straight relationship in a straight relationship yeah yeah I just want you to clean up after yourself yeah and it kind of <laughs> sounds like certain people in these relationships they're like their mans aren't cleaning up after themselves which is it's gender role stuff it's things like that but have you like noticed anything like that no because i think all around for me my whole thing it doesn't matter who it is is acts of service because i think i also feel more i guess maybe it's wrong to say but i feel more useful when I'm able to help someone out. So to me, I just would like to receive that in the same way. Like yeah, I, would, I would be like crying if I had a man who would send me texts of how great and beautiful I had every day, but he wouldn't take the trash out. I would be like, just shut the fuck up and take the trash out. Like, I know it sounds so mean, but I'm like, thank you for all these nice words. But what are we going to have for dinner? Those are the important questions. I'm not saying be mean to me and and like do all the other stuff. I'm not saying clean up after yourself and be like super mean to me. But I'm just thinking maybe I'm just looking for balance. Yeah. Friendships, when someone is like super sweet, um, I think that's great. But if I'm like, having an emergency and you're not willing um, I'm not saying you're not able but you're not willing to help me out you're just there on the sideline being like oh you can do it I'm like "Um, I know I can do it I've done it before but it would be really nice if you would be here to help me out and I feel like maybe nowadays a lot of people think that everything has to be transactional you do something for me, I do something for you. So I think maybe it comes of it comes of wrong when I say my love language is acts of service because it's not necessarily I'm saying, oh, I did A for you, so sh- you should be doing B for me. It's just saying like, I, 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 I don't know where I'm going with this, but here's this story. There's this girl on Instagram, uh, on Twitter that I follow. She had a, a, a boyfriend or I think they... She had a boyfriend, a fiance, and they were getting married. Um, He had terminal cancer and he was like basically in hospice. Is that how you say it? Hospice? Yeah. And but they still really wanted to get married. But he was only he only had like a couple of days, couple of weeks. So there wasn't time to plan an actual wedding um the way you would traditionally go about it there was only time for the couple to reach out to all their friends and see oh you're a photographer you're a makeup artist you're a fashion designer can you guys come out and help us um give us the wedding of our dreams um under these circumstances and I thought it was like the most beautiful thing ever I was reading it and I think um it even got picked up by folk so they did like an interview with folk or something or another magazine and in the comments a lot of people were there were a lot of people who were like really nice about it they were like sending so much love and 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 prayer and I thought it was really beautiful but there were also a lot of people in the comments who were saying 
oh, that's a way of using your friends for um, their talents without paying them. And I was like, what? And that's where I'm like, so we're just supposed to be friends to like each other's pictures, to tell each other we're cute, to like send each other text message, to like hang out. But I actually want to have like maybe let's say like a tribe of people who I can lean on in hard times and who I can have like the best days with when I'm doing great and doing good and I think in order to have like a very strong foundation in your relationship whether it's like romantically or whether it's like platonic acts of service are very important yeah 100 percent. because what what is what is this friendship if we're not willing to help each other out when we are needing help? No, yeah, so no. I, I don't even know why I brought this up, but I was thinking about it because I think maybe some sometimes I'm I come off very mean or very like like I'm nagging. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say <laughs> is like I think it's great if you are very sweet to me. I think it's great if you are are um giving people gifts I think is it's great to hang out because I do think all those things are very important but I also think like yeah I, I'm a really neat that act, act of service I really need <laughs> I, I just can't let like, it go. You really need someone to show up yes doesn't it feel like the greatest thing in the world when someone shows up for you? Oh, a hundred percent. It really does. I know. Especially if you like really need someone and things like that. It's just like a matter of Yes. Remember when I was moving back from DC to Amsterdam? And yeah. You, girl, girl. there's like nothing you don't understand you renting like your like a minivan us getting all the stuff out of my studio apartment you don't understand what that means to me I owe you my firstborn in my mind I now owe you my firstborn not because I owe you something but because I love you so much for showing up for me that I'm not willing to do anything for you like me knowing that someone is going to show up for me means the world to me like literally there's not much people like I cannot even explain it but showing up for it's it's just the most beautiful thing in the world to me you know what that's I agree with you now that you put it in that kind of perspective yes I 100% agree with you something that I find really interesting is that showing up is so important but I realize it can also be like a very like cultural thing because like how you show up for your friends because I have like some friends who are like of a different like culture and community as me. Mm-hmm. Same. And like when I say like, oh, I'm your ride or die, like don't even worry about it. Like I will ask questions later. I will be there first. Like mm-hmm. we'll talk about like we'll figure it out. But like, but like I am there. And that's like the kind of community I grew up with where like we're like, oh, of course, like I'm there for you. And it's so important. And, and this is how much I value you. But mm-hmm. with some of my friends who didn't grow up in that kind of culture, it's scary. And then they're, they also say, they're like, oh, no, we can have some kind of healthy boundaries and stuff like that. And I'm like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we could talk about that like later in a kind of way. But like, let's say you come up to me and you're like, hey, show up. Like, especially if younger me, much younger me, <laughs> like, hey, show up. We're going to fight someone. I'll be like, oh, 
down. Okay, you can tell me why later, but I'm gonna be there. <laughs> now I'm grown. I don't fight people, but like, <laughs> but I will support you. You know, and if it's really, really important, I will show up. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I guess my acts of service, I guess I, I should call it showing up. Maybe I should start calling it showing up instead of acts of service. You know what? I think, I think that's really good because it is like about physically and everything like showing up and being like a person of support and things like that. And that being said, like have like that, is that like the kind of like community you grew up with, with just like, oh, this is ride or die kind of an idea yeah that's all I've known like yeah no my mothers and her sisters are are really like always showing up for each other you need help with this oh I'm helping you out you need you need me to babysit your children so you can go to um I don't know I don't even think my mom would ask her sisters where they are going that she's just babysitting (laughs) She doesn't even care because there have been times where I'm like, oh, so um, why did you need to help so and so out? What happened? She's like, oh, I didn't even really ask questions. I, I just did it. So I grew up with like people just showing up for each other, not even always knowing what it is they are showing up for, but they're there and they're just going to help in any possible way and that's beautiful I think I think it is that's why it's I think that's why it's really important to me maybe if I grew up in a family where words of affirmation were really important I would be like a word of affirmation bitch but I'm more like a show up kind of bitch um yeah well now it's making me reevaluate how I see my own love languages because like no 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 it's because I'm like oh I've always been like words of affirmation and gifts and stuff like that but also now I'm like like it means so much when someone shows up and I love showing up for other people like that mm-hmm. okay yeah I think we got a little too serious there because remember this is supposed to be like fun um I'm definitely gonna go to bed and like be thinking about this and be <laughs> trying to figure it out because we know. didn't keep it early pop we did didn't. not we were supposed to tell me a joke real quick make a girly pop um <laughs> you want to go to claire's and get lobotomies after this <laughs> we don't ever have to have a deep conversation again <laughs> bye bye <laughs> <laughs> you're so stupid <laughs> do, you really do, do you think people still can get lobotomies Oh my God, do can people still get lobotomies? I don't think I'm asking you. Wait, wait, this is important. I need to know. I don't think so, actually. I don't think so, too. Oh, damn, I can't spell. You look it up? Yes, but then I misspelled lobotomies like pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, there's no other world, there's no other word in the world that's like close to lobotomy. So shouldn't Google know what you mean? Like, why do you have to spell lobotomy correctly to get to lobotomy? It's a lobotomy. What the heck? Oh, okay. So lobotomies are rarely performed, but they are still technically legal. Oh my God. We could go to Claire's and get a lobotomy. Why do people still get lobotomies? I just don't think they've put in the effort to like, to just ban them. That's what I, that's what I think. I think people just- Where can you get one? 
It has to be um, America. the U.S. and much of Western Europe. What? I don't think I don't think there is like a doctor out there. Maybe there is, like maybe one, but I don't think there's a doctor out there that would be willing to put their medical license like on the line to perform a lobotomy. I want to meet the doctor who still does lobotomies, and I want to be present while he or she is operating on someone and giving them or doing a I don't know how to say it um a lobotomy like I just want to be there because this is insane I thought I had no I thought like lobotomy was things was something of the past I thought so too oh my god and like because the bottom what if there are people among us who had a lobotomy before (gasps) we're being so insensitive saying we're gonna get lobotomies (laughs) Um, I am so sorry. I didn't. I thought. I thought they were banned. <laughs> How was like? So you mean to tell me that people still get lobotomies? And Oprah Winfrey has never done a show on people who had lobotomies. Because <laughs> I really feel this should have been on the Oprah show. This a hundred percent should have been on the Oprah show. I'm like seeing. That's I'm crazy. like crazy. Did you do anything? No, Oprah did not do an episode on lobotomies. What about Dr. Phil? That is so true. I don't even understand how we went. Oh from my God, he did. To- <laughs> <laughs> On full frontal lobotomies. What? What, ep- you, what episode is this? I need to watch this. Oh my Wait. God. Wait. No, I think this is a band. This is a band oh. and the song's called Full Frontal Lobotomy. Okay. And I think it was on Dr. Phil. No, the band is called Dr. Phil Harmonic. What the hell? <laughs> I got so excited. I was like, I'm about to watch this. I'm trading in my one hour on TikTok before I go to bed for this episode of Lobotomies. But I guess I'll be watching TikTok before I fall asleep. You sound disappointed. <laughs> I do. I am. I wanted to see the lobotomy. It's... <laughs> I'm sorry. This is I'm where dying. we wrap it up because this, this is, is, where this we conversation have to wrap is it up. going nowhere. <laughs> it really oh my god. Well, if anyone knows any episodes on the bottomies, please message them to us and the hobby would definitely watch them. I would be so grateful. That's an act of service. <laughs> going on Google, trying to find some documentary about lobotomies in the 21st century and sending it to me that's an act of service thank you thank you thank you for listening in have a great day thank you bye bye see you next time (laughs) bye bye